not just a step. You know, from the very time that we are born, from an early age, we are taught to take steps. We're taught to take steps with, 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 uh, uh, with, with our talking. As a child, uh, we are taught to talk. And the more words that we learn, the more steps we take. And our parents are like, Ooh, he said mommy or daddy, and they all get excited. As they get a little older, maybe they get like one and a half and, uh, or one, and they, they start to crawl, and then they start to walk. And they actually take a physical first step, and they start taking steps. And as that child grows even more, then that child then takes the step of going to preschool, and then going to kindergarten, and then they graduate from kindergarten, and they go into grade school. And every year, if they are good enough, they will make the next step into the next grade. Then when they get to middle school, they change and they become more quirky and weird and they don't wear deodorant and they smell, you know. And, but that's part of the step of being a child. And you go to those quirky middle school stages. Then you finish middle school and you take the next step into high school. And then if, you're, you know, if, if you've done well at high school, and then you have the opportunity to make the next step and go to college and try to earn a degree. Then you come out of college and you try to get an entry-level job. Anyone who will take you. And then throughout your life, you're making step after step, trying to climb whether the corporate ladder or the ladder of any organization that you may be part of, all so that you can become better at your job, make more money, and then you find someone that you're attracted to. And if all goes well after that first, second, third date, then you're starting to thinking about, well, is this person, I can make the next step, and they become a life partner for me. And then, you make the step of being engaged then the next step of marriage and then when you become married then you have three options you can buy a house you can have a child or get a dog or you can do all three and you make the next step and then you have the child and then you want another step so you may have another child and then you go into that house and you realize that you've had one child two child and then suddenly 10 years later you've got like four children six dogs three cats and an iguana and you realize you need to make the next step and you need to have another house. Life is full of steps. And so often we move on to something new without even thinking about it. We just think it's the next step that we make in life. However, there are times in life when God intervenes in the steps that you take. And when God intervenes, he comes and he presents you with an opportunity or a situation. And at times, we may think it's just the next step. But in fact, it's not just a step, but it is the step that will lead you into a season of promises and blessings that God has for your life. You know, the Israelites were used to making steps. For the previous 40 years, they had been nomads walking around a desert in the Middle East. They were constantly on the move. Every three or four days, maybe every two weeks, they got up and they moved to a new location. They were like travelers and going around and taking these steps. They had taken millions of steps and they were about to take one more steps. Previously, all the steps that they had taken before had led them in circles. They'd just gone round in circles. Do you ever feel like that in your life? That the steps that you take 
lead you in circles. It's like you take one step forward, two steps back, one to the side, and suddenly you realize your life is doing the electric slide. You know, it's like you have steps to the right, steps to the right. You know, that's what you feel that your life is like. And this was exactly the Israelites. They were fed up in taking steps because their steps that they had taken were leading them nowhere. And they got to a point in their life where their fearless leader, Moses, had died. And now the opportunity, or the uncertainty, I should say, of Joshua was the new leader. And they didn't know Joshua like they really knew Moses. They knew Moses could get them out of anything. But Joshua wasn't like that. But yet God had told Joshua, now it was time to take one more step. One more step. And this step that you are going to take is a step that is going to take you into a new land. The time had come to stop doing the cha-cha and moving around the desert. And it was to move forward into a land that God was about to give them. You know, Joshua was a brave leader. He wanted to follow God. And so let's pick up this story of what happened with the, these Israelites in Joshua chapter 3. So if you've got your Bibles, if you want to turn to Joshua chapter 3. And what we're going to find in this, in this uh, chapter, we're going to find three things that happened to Joshua and the Israelites. And I believe it relates to us as we take steps in life and we take the next step. So Joshua chapter 3, we'll start reading at verse 1. It says there, early the next morning, Joshua and all the Israelites left a place called uh, Acacia Grove and arrived at the banks of the Jordan River, where they camped before crossing. Three days later, the Israelite officers went through the camp, giving instructions to all the people. When you see the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions And follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about half a mile behind, keeping a clear distance between you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. So now we've got this situation where all the Israelites are about to make a step. But between them and the next step, there is a thing called the Jordan River. Now, for most of us, it's pretty easy that if one of us wanted to cross a river, it would be pretty easy for the average person maybe to cross a river. Maybe they could swim. Maybe they could find some logs. Maybe they make a boat. But the whole of Israel needed to cross this river. It's like a whole nation, women, children, livestock, carts, wagons, everybody's possessions. They they estimate there's probably about a million people who needed to cross this river. That's pretty tough, right? Well, in Joshua chapter 3 and verse 15, it tells us this. It was harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. Basically, it was flood season. A river in flood season will will grow or widen about four to five times more than it does normally. So now you've got a situation where you've got a river, you've got about a million people who need to cross this river, and now this river is now the deepest and the biggest it's going to be all year. And they had to make a step. You know what I've discovered? 
your next step in life or the step that God wants you to take may require more faith than what you think you have. Your next step may require more faith than what you think you have. You know, Joshua had seen the amazing things that Moses had done at the hand of God. He had watched how Moses had basically defeated Israel through these plagues and watched Israel fall. Moses has watched, sorry, Joshua had watched Moses part the Red Sea. I mean, that's pretty crazy. I don't think you'll ever forget that in your life if you saw someone part a sea. Joshua watched Moses pray unto God, and God supernaturally give food every day to people in the desert. Joshua had watched Moses strike a rock and water come out of a rock. He saw the effects of God, but now it was Joshua's turn. You know, sometimes it's easy to follow someone who has taken a step of faith. Someone takes a step of faith, you're like, yeah, I'll come and follow you. It's sometimes easy to follow someone else's step of faith. But the hardest thing in the world to do is to make your own step of faith. It's easy to follow someone else when they're making the step of faith, where their neck's on the line. But when you have to do it yourself, that is one of the hardest things that you can do in life. However, if you ever want to be used mightily of God, then there comes a point in your life where you will have to make a life-defining step of faith that will either make you or it will break you. And Joshua was at that point right now where Joshua had to make a leap of faith and it was either going to make him or it was going to break him. So they had to cross this river. It was flood season. It was wide. And and Joshua, I can imagine, if I'm Joshua, I'm looking out there thinking, how on earth are we going to get these millions of people and all this livestock, all these possessions, how are we going to get them to cross the river? If it was me, I'd be thinking, hey, let's wait here a couple of months so that the river is at its lowest so that we can cross. But that wasn't the plan that God had for Joshua. And so often, when you follow God, He will make you, or He will ask you to take a step of faith at the worst time. You know, as a church, we're, we're moving location, and I knew what that meant. As soon as we decided we'd move location, it meant that we would need a whole lot of people with a whole lot of hands working. We'd need a whole lot of money, and we were doing it right in the middle of vacation season. And if anyone, if you, anyone else has ever lived in other states, people in Maryland love to take vacation. I mean, it's just that. We love to go to the beach. Ocean City is our friend. We love it. Weekends at Ocean City. And so for me, I was thinking, oh no, we've got to do all this. And everybody, who's anybody in the church world, will tell us, you do not do what you're going to do in July. It's the worst month of the year to do what you need to do. But yet, God had different plans. And that was Joshua. Joshua wanted to cross the Jordan at the worst time of the year. And so often, when you follow God, God will often make you take a step of faith at the worst time. Why? Because He wants you to prove that it is God 
and God will show up. And he does it because he loves it when we take a step of faith. Flood season often requires more faith than drought season. When things are going bad in your life, and you know you have to take a step of faith, it takes a whole lot more faith to make that step than it does when things are going great. And that was Joshua. Sometimes your next step will take more faith than what you think you have. Well, let's continue reading and see what else happened in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5. It says, Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning, Joshua said to the priests, lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. So they started out and went ahead of the people. The Lord told Joshua, today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of Israel. They will know that I am with you just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. So Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Today you will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Prezizites, the Gurgizites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, and any other ite that there could be ahead of you. Look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priests will carry the ark of the Lord, your God, of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the stream, the river will stand up like a wall. This step of faith for Joshua took more faith than probably Joshua thought he had. But the next step that he took required godly preparation. And in your life, the next step that you take may require godly preparation. You know, here at Generation Church, I talk a lot about reading your Bible and just having a daily prayer life with God. And it's not so that we can all become wonderful Bible scholars so we can go out and say, hey, I know this and I know that. And we can quote like verses and scriptures and we can say, hey, I prayed for six hours today on my knees and my knees are bleeding because I was on my knees so long. It's not so that we can look righteous and think that we're wonderful. But the reason I, I say that we need to read our Bible and make a daily pray, a prayer habit is because we need to hear from God. We need to hear from God. I need to hear from God. You need to hear from God. Come in here on a Sunday morning and listen to this guy rabble on for 30 minutes. That isn't enough for you to be hearing from God. You need to hear from God. And when you're hearing from God, He will give you all the preparation that you need. He will tell you what you need to do and where you need to go. That's what God does. God communicates. God talks. Joshua was prepared. He had communicated with God. And God had told him exactly what needed to happen. Joshua knew the game plan because he had been in communication with God. 
I want to tell you a little secret. I never told this at the beginning of the year. But in January 2013, January this year, my wife and myself, Raquel, we took 21 days where we were praying and fasting for Generation Church. And it was tough. Ten of those days, it was just liquids. And I was like wasting away. I'm serious. If you want to lose weight, just don't eat for 10 days. Trust me. It's like your pants are going to be falling off and stuff like that. So, but we prayed and fasted for 21 days. And the reason I did that, because I just needed to hear from God. I'm like, God, where, where are you taking us as a church? What, 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 what is going on? What do you want us to do? I'm like, I can't do this by myself. I need to hear from God. So we took these 21 days to pray. And, and what I heard was this. I heard God just, just, just say through scripture, through, through, through just meditation, through, through different things. This is what I heard God say. I heard God said that this year in 2013, he was going to take us on another step to another level. Not just any step, not just any level, but he would take us upon the step. He would, he would ask us to make the step that would change the history of Generation Church forever. I didn't know what it was at the time. But all I knew is that God had spoken. And I knew there would be a point this year when God would ask us to do something that we didn't think that we could do, that we did not think we had the faith to do it, but God had prepared us. I knew there would be a time this year when I would be so fearful about what God wanted us to do, but I would have to put those fears aside and just do what God said we had to do, no matter how impossible it seems. And about two months ago, I was in that place. I had a decision to make about this church. And it wasn't just me. We were all making the decision. But I realized the buck stopped with me. And I had a decision to make. And I would love to say, hey, I was just like, let's do it. Let's go out in faith. Well, you know, it's like God is going to be with us. Trust me, that was not me. My wife said to me, she goes, you just look miserable. (laughs) I'm like, I feel it. Trust me. She's like, you need to be happy about this. Because we had a decision about moving this church into permanent facilities. And for some people, it's like, that's a no-brainer. But when you start to look and calculate what that means, it means changing the whole dynamics of this church. It means changing our whole budget. It means doing things differently to what we're doing. It means that we're going to need more volunteers, more help, and it scared the living daylights out of me. And I was fearful. And I had to go back to that place where God had prepared me. God wants your life to be a testament of the goodness of God. He wants your life to be a testament of the goodness of God. He wants to lead you along paths that are just going to blow your mind. He wants to lead you along paths that, that the youth are going to be so fearful of walking along, but he's just going to show up. And you'll realize that God is going to be with you. God wants your life to be a testament of his goodness. But in order to do that, you have to stay close to God. You have to listen to him. You have to be directed by him. You have to be prepared by him. 
Joshua was prepared. Joshua had to take a step that he believed that required more faith than what he had. Joshua had to take a step that God had to prepare him for. And then finally this morning, Joshua had to take a step that he had to make before he could actually see the promise of God. And the steps that you take in your life, you may have to actually take a step before you can see the goodness of God or the promise of God. Let me tell you what, what, what I mean. Joshua chapter 3, verse 14. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan. The priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was harvest season, it was flood season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But listen to this. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above the point began backing up at a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarathon. And the water below the point where the priests put their feet in the water flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people, not just some, but all the people, crossed near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the ark of the Lord's covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by and waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. And then chapter 4 continues to say, and then when everybody had crossed, the priests then walked out of the river and the river began to flow again. Joshua that day and the nation of Israel saw a miracle that if you or I saw it, we would not believe it. We'd put it on YouTube and it would go viral. But you know what had to happen first? Joshua and the priest, they'd heard from God. They knew that God was going to do something so they could cross this river. And this is what most of us do. We walk up to the river and we wait. And we wait. And we wait. And we're like, God, speak to us. Help us. Do something. Stop the river. Open it like you did the Red Sea. Let some stones like miraculously appear so we can cross the river. That's what most of us do. That's what I do. Because so often, what God wants us to do takes more faith than what we have. But this is what happened. Joshua told the priests, go to the river and get in the river. Get your feet wet. Sometimes you have to jump in that river. Sometimes you have to make that next step before God even shows up. There is often a separation between what God says and what you see. And when God is about to rock your world, when God is about to outpour His blessing and His promises on you, there is a time that you have to act regardless of what you see ahead of you. All you may see is floods and water but you still have to act because that's what God said to do. Joshua took the people to the Jordan. They obeyed God and they saw an amazing miracle. Notice it wasn't until the priests actually put their feet in the water that they saw God do the impossible. 
You know, this week, where'd it go? Here it is. When we knew what we needed to do as a church to move into these new locations, we came up with a budget, and we probably needed to double that budget. We knew what it would take, and it was tough. And so, last couple of weeks, we've been asking you guys to pledge, invest in a chair. And so far in pledges and what we've got, we, we've raised about a third of, of what we need. And, and I actually wasn't worried about the whole money thing. I leave that to Brandon and Aaron. They can worry about that stuff. But we got to a point where we knew we needed what, what the budget said. And we knew we had to take a step before God would even provide. We knew we had to make this step, sign the lease, and do what we had to do before God provided. And so we raised, you know, we've got a third of what we needed. Two-thirds we still need to, to raise. This week, and this shows the goodness of God. And this shows what happens when you make a step of faith and you put your feet in the water. I'm not saying because we're fat, wonderful and fantastic, even though you are wonderful and fantastic. It just shows what happens. You know, the Bible tells us, it says that it, that it is impossible to please God without faith. With faith, you please God. And so when you take a step of faith, that's when God starts to provide or God shows up. This week, I've got here in my hand, somebody came to me, doesn't even attend our church. They gave me a check for two-thirds of what we need. Biggest check that someone has ever given Generation Church. And I tell you, we're, we're not about money at all. If you're visiting, we're, we really aren't. Because we, uh, you know, we, we've seen how a lot of churches just talk about money all the time. So... You know, it was hard for us to talk about money. But all I know is that when you take a step of faith, God provides. If you could see how much that we needed, you'd be like, there is no way in that church, in Generation Church, that you could raise that money. That you could do what God wants you to do. But with God, all things are possible. And with God, when you take a step of faith, God performs the miraculous. And you know what I did when I saw that this week? I'm like, English, English people don't cry. I cried. Do you know why? Because I realized that God is so good. And when you do what God tells you to do, God provides, God gives, and God leads you on the path that He wants you to go on. As soon as the feet of the priests went in the water, the riverbed dried up. The water stopped flowing. Millions of people crossed. Why? Because God honors faith. He honors faith. These Israelites didn't take just another step. They've been taking steps for 40 years. They took the step. The step of faith that they needed to require. It was a step of promise. It was a step that they were prepared for. And it was a step that would change the course of the history of Israel forever. Forever. And I ask you today, what step of faith do you need to make? What step of faith do you need to make? 
in your life right now, what step of faith do you need to make? What is God asking you to do? What flood is stopping you from moving forward? What river is stopping you from moving forward? What seems beyond your level of faith? What is God wanting you to do? What do you feel that God is speaking? What is God preparing you for? What do you need to do to get your feet wet? You know, 1 Chronicles chapter 29. It's a prayer of King David. And this is what he said. He says, oh, oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I? And who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you. And we give you only what you first gave us. We are here only for a moment. Visitors and strangers. Or another uh, translation says we are sojourners. uh, Pilgrims in this land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like passing a passing shadow. Gone so soon without a trace. You know, your life will pass before you before you know it. In a moment, it will pass before it. And you do not want to look back and realize, man, I wish. I just wish I hadn't just stood on the edge of that water. But I wish I just jumped in with all my feet and got my feet wet and watched God do what God wanted to do. You do not have time in your life. You may be young and think, I've got the whole life ahead of me. But you do not have time to wait But instead, get in, get your feet wet, and watch God do what God does best. And that is changing the impossible to something that is possible. As we make this step of faith as a church, Generation Church, I said it wasn't easy. I mean, I was stressed out about it. I thought, it could destroy us, it could bankrupt us. It was past my level of faith. Yet God had prepared us. And you know what we're doing? We're walking. We're not just walking now in water. But the water's backed up. We're starting to walk on dry land. Why? Because God has showed up. God has showed up. And I ask you today, just personally, as a pastor to Generation Church, will you join me on this leap of faith? Not just the next step as a church. Not just saying, hey, we're moving from a portable church to a place with facilities. But the step. A step of faith. A step of promise. And here are the ways that you can help us. Here are the ways that you can come and join us. Firstly, come with us. Come with us. As we go on, one of my fears was like, nobody's going to come. They like the theater too much. Then I realized, you hate the theater. I'm like, you should have told me this two years ago. But come with us as we walk through this riverbed. Secondly, help. Help us. Not just getting the place ready. We need lots of work to do before August 18th. But once we're in there, help us, volunteer, help with the kids, help greet. We're going to need helping with parking, help with with parking and different things. Help with sound and video. Join the band if you can play an instrument. Help us. Thirdly, lift us up in prayer. This church has been built on people who you don't even know lifting us up in prayer. 
And we need to keep being lifted up with prayer. And then finally, invest in a chair. Invest in a chair. There are pledge pledge cards over on the table over there. Invest in a chair. You may say, well, Alex, you've got all you need. It's not about what we need. It's about making a step of faith and making a sacrifice unto God. Invest in a chair. But personally today, what do you need to do? What do you need to do to make that step of faith? Some of you, you need to go home this week and you need to pray about that step of faith that God is asking you to do. You need to hear from God. Get close to God. You need to hear from God. Some of it will take more faith than what you thought that you could ever muster up. And some of it will take you taking a step of faith before you even seeing God show up in that situation. What step of faith do you need to make today? Let's pray.